I'm Rebecca Roanhorse, author of Resistance Reborn, and you are listening to the Living Force Podcast. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. Be mindful of the living force, young Padawan. A Utini production. Droid memory go blank, blank, blank. Episode number 38, what's in store for the EU in 2020? I don't care if you win, I just want Kylo Ren to lose. On this episode, how many times have you seen the rise of Skywalker? The pacing was just like... Plus, looking back at the Living Force stats of 2019. I bridged your minds! And looking ahead to the expanded universe in 2020. The prophecy misread it could have been. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Eilerson and Dr. Charles Hankel. I see levels. I see levels. It's crazy. Like, we're not... We're not live anymore. This is just... This, it's so intimate. It's like, it's like Bounty Hunt Episode 8. I know, man. Just... Just you and me and the living force. That's all we need, you know, because we know they're out there. If, 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 if we go, people will listen. People will follow if we lead them. Well, I assume. I haven't seen that movie enough to memorize what he says. There, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm going to need a few more shots before I can start dropping those. All right, well, well, we'll put that to the side for now, and we will do something totally different for episode 38 of the Living Force Podcast. Welcome. We are not live. We are just recording tonight. I am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and with me, as always, is Dr. Charles Hankel. Hey, man. Hey. Hey. There's my, hey. There's my go at a quote. I like it. Uh, and sadly, this week, we are missing Dr. Corey Helton because... The man is is sick of the dog. He has the flu, pretty hardcore. Uh, had it last couple days. So, if you have been listening this week, Charles and I did an episode of Bounty Hunt together, and now we're doing a full show together. I mean, this might be the beginning of a new regime, man. This is 2020. What the people don't know is that we've toppled the Senate and <laughs> we've taken over. <laughs> we're, this is the new Republic of the of the Living Force Podcast. Welcome to 2020. Uh, the first order shall rise later. Um, but with that being said, we do hope Corey gets better soon. Um, all your well wishes to him in Twitter and discord are definitely appreciated, but for now it's just us. So on this episode, Charles and I are going to look ahead into 2020. We have so much stuff coming up in the star Wars literature world. So much stuff has happened in 2019. We're going to look back at that just a bit, because if you listened to last week's show, you saw our editor, Matt work his freaking brilliance as he put together a bunch of our favorite clips of the last year, of the first year of the podcast. So we hope you enjoy that little retrospective. Uh, and today's going to be the opposite. Um, we're kind of, you know, shooting ahead. But before we do that, Charles, I just want to ask, how was your New Year's? Um, my New Year's was not the greatest one I've ever had. I mean, I was working. I had Christmas break off. And when you're in residency, you pretty much either get Christmas or New Year's. So I was... Working in OB triage on good old New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So just delivering babies and those kind of things. How about you? Did you do something more fun than that? I I definitely did. Um, I, I went to go visit Charlie in Washington, D.C. Because she's uh, doing a show there right now. Nice. So I flew in on the 29th. Um, got to see her. We went to Rise of Skywalker because she hadn't seen it yet. Uh, saw it in Dolby at AMC, which was fun. Yeah. Uh, then I walked around DC by myself for a bit. We went to a party. Uh, we were at a party for a while, and then at about ten thirty, we realized that we were just talking to each other in a corner. So I said we could just do this back at your housing in sweatpants. <laughs> so we did. We left. We left the party early, um, and then just like watched Disney Plus, and, and then midnight happened. We're like, okay, kiss, and then kept watching the Imagineering story. So it was pretty good. That sounds glorious. That sounds yeah, much better it, than mine. So I, I, happy you know 2020 to you. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to admit it was pretty. It was a lot better than that. But who knows? 2021 might flip it around yet again. Um, but on that note, I wanted to catch up our audience on our Rise of Skywalker viewings. Because I know when we did our prediction episode, we talked about how many times we had seen Force Awakens and Last Jedi. So to catch us up, Charles, how many times have you seen the film? So I've actually still only seen it twice. Once I've been back from Christmas break, like I said, I've been working 
pretty nonstop. So I haven't had another chance. I almost went today and uh, and then I didn't do it. So still only two. <laughs> still only two for me. What about you? Uh, I, I, I'm sitting at four myself. Okay. Um, def- again, definitely the movie that gets better with each viewing. Yeah. Um, now, I have bought six tickets, but that's because I'm on the AMC A-list program, which I mentioned a couple times, and I want the IMAX posters you can get on Sundays. Right. However, the NFL playoffs are happening on Sundays. <laughs> so I've been checking in to get my IMAX ticket on the app, going to the theater, showing them my ticket, getting the poster, and then just leaving. Well, Because I get three movies a week, and then they reset. So if you want some cool swag in the future from AMC, uh, join the A-list program. It's yeah. great. Sounds like you, um, you know what you're doing there, Eric. I think I do. Uh, no, no, I, d- I definitely do want to see the, the movie at least one more time before it leaves theaters. But given how many great Oscar movies are coming out and how many podcasts we're doing, uh, we'll see if that actually becomes possible. Yeah, only so many hours. Exactly. Uh, and now, this early in the show, I actually want to switch us yet again. We are off the rails now because Corey's not here. Um, in real world news, 2020 has started a little tough for a lot of people in another part of the world than us. Uh, if you've been following the news at all, you know that Australia is literally on fire. Like without hyperbole, it is insane. Um, half a billion animals with a B have died. Uh, people are dying. The air quality is horrific. And uh, one of our good friends, patrons, gaming buddies, Adam Dyson, uh, lives in Canberra, Australia. And he's tweeted out a bit about how horrible those fires are. So I wanted to take our platform or whatever it is we have here and just kind of ask you listeners, if you have a chance, um, help out by donating to the Rural Fire Brigade. Um, I think if if the Star Wars community could say, hey, I'm not going to see Rise of Skywalker tonight. I'll take that $10 and give it to the Rural Fire Brigade so they can just kind of have a little money to help them out. Uh, for people like Adam and for animals that are all there that are suffering, I think it would show a great part of this community. So, real quick, non-Star Wars world news. Please go um, on rfs.snw.gov.au. Like, or if you Google rural fire brigades, like, there's tons of links on Twitter and stuff. Throw, throw a movie ticket their way and just help them out. And then if everyone that was going to go see The Rise of Skywalker threw in the price of a movie ticket, it would be a huge, huge help. So for people like Adam, for everyone over there, uh, help out Australia, and we're thinking of you guys. All right, back to the fake stuff, because that was sad. That got <laughs> me very sad, Charles. Uh, but I want to throw some happy your way. Are you ready for some joy? Throw some happy at me. All right, man. 2019 mm-hmm. was the first year of the Living Force podcast. It was a good year. We got our first author interview. We did our first uh, kind of official book roundtable. We did our games we had guests we did all kinds of new things and i want to run down some numbers for you okay so in 2019 on itunes alone we have 30 ratings three zero okay uh, at a five star average so if you've rated us over there thank you so much we have 14 reviews 14 written reviews almost 50 percent there and in total according to our uh podcast server we have seven thousand. 698 downloads wow which is wild that's awesome i i had no idea about that number actually uh i feel like i stay pretty on top of the ratings and reviews i check them time to time but the downloads i have no way to see so that that feels awesome yeah so if you i mean i guess by listening to this you are one of those numbers thank you thank you so much for listening to the show in our first year as we're as we're finding our feet Thank you for your reviews and your feedback and your love um, and your support because we love doing this thing. And our goal is every year to make it just a little better, just a little better. So in 2020, kind of hold on to your butts, I think, um, is the best way to say it. That's how I'm starting 2020. <laughs> Let's hold on to your butts, guys. Um, and if you are new to this show, if you're like starting 2020 with a bunch of new Star Wars podcasts, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and every week you can tune in. We're going to talk about the star Wars expanded universe and go ahead. If you haven't already start 2020 by leaving us a review on iTunes, it helps people find us in the algorithm. And if you're new, go over to utini.com where you'll find our reviews, articles, and comprehensive book profiles on every single story in the star Wars galaxy. 
right? Usually I say that at the end of the show, but I'm trying something new. I'm going to sprinkle that stuff in the midst of the show so the end isn't eight minutes long. What do you think? Think it'll work? Yeah. Yeah. New year, new you. Let's do it. New year, new me. Exactly. Also, new year, new book reviews, my friends. Over on utini.com, we have a bunch of users that have added reviews of their favorite books this year. Love so it. we wanted to highlight a couple of those. Uh, Charles, I'm going to have you highlight one in a second, so pull up that outline if you haven't. I got it. I got it right here. First, first of all, we have the review legend themselves, P. Matty Ice, <laughs> who reviewed uh, Aftermath Empire's End, which is the third book in the Aftermath trilogy, giving it four stars and saying, The Aftermath series brought me great new characters I've come to love. The Battle of Jakku has epic scale, and everyone has something different to do. Overall, this may be the weakest of the trilogy, but it still delivers in bringing a worthy end to the storylines introduced. You know, four stars for the end, for the worst in a trilogy? Not bad. Not bad at all. Not at all. Go ahead. What's our what's our second review? All right, so it looks like Caden H. reviewed Darksaber and gave it a five-star review, uh, saying this book got me into Legends. I was 14 years old when I first picked this book up from my local Goodwill, and it is still my number one favorite book. From seeing Luke struggle with love, to Leia using the Force to see through the lies of the Huts, I love this book so much, and it's the reason I got back into Star Wars as a teen. Well, no higher praise than a book that gets you back into Star Wars. I think we've all had that experience. So, Caden, thank you for that review. Hope we see some more from you in the future. 100%. And we're going to round this out with a review from Rob N., who uh, said of Thrawn Treason, three out of five stars, saying... Ultimately, the most memorable aspect of this audiobook experience was Mark Thompson's bold choice to go full Sean Connery as Grand Admiral (laughs) Savit. Thrawn's victory was also enjoyable in a military Sherlock Holmes in space kind of way, but it was a heck of a slog to get there, and I don't know if I'll ever get over a death trooper named Waffle. Yes. Now, Rob, we love you listening to the show. We love you being a member. Waffle's an icon. (laughs) Waffle's a great name. Greatest food-related Star Wars name in the history of the expanding universe. Yep. So while, we, while we, we're not going to get at you for the, for the waffle uh, disrespect, thank you for the review. And as always, if you want your reviews on this show, over on the book profiles on utini.com, scroll down to the bottom. You can give a star rating, give us a little blurb, and then you'll hear our lovely voices uh, talk about it on this show, perhaps. And maybe Corey, if he ever you know pulls himself out of that Sarlacc pit of hell. <laughs> All right, a couple of Utini updates we want to go over. Uh, we have been pretty busy this week. As I mentioned earlier, Charles, we recorded an episode of Bounty Hunt yesterday at time of recording. Yeah, we did. The first double episode. Mm-hmm. It was episode seven and eight of The Mandalorian, and really all our thoughts on season one. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that is, that is exclusive uh, to some of our patrons at the Guardians of Wills level and above. So if you want to unlock that show, head over to Patreon, join us on that level. Uh, Charles, for people that aren't on Patreon, what's a quick, you know, 30 second snippet of your thoughts on the Mandalorian season one? Oh, Mando season one, beautiful entry into live action. Star Wars, uh, did a lot of things. The majority of things really, really well, uh, set up some huge things for season two. Uh, and I won't spoil it for anyone that hasn't had a chance to get Disney plus, but you want to be watching the show. If you're a Star Wars fan, big things coming. Hundred uh, percent. Same thing for me. Really enjoyed the first season. That the first third and the last third were the high points with the season finale, which were which I'm honestly counting as episode seven and eight as a two part finale. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the highest point in the season, and that's what you want to do. End on a high note, which is why our last episode of this podcast will be our best. I don't know when, but it will be. We're Just like go Seinfeld, go out on top. Absolutely. And if you are a fan of the Bounty Hunt series, or if you're just going to jump on soon, uh, you may want to do that next month, because our next planned Bounty Hunt is for the Clone Wars Season 7, coming in February! Uh, I can't wait. Oh, what is it, February 14th? Is that right? 14th, 17th, there's a couple dates that are are rumored, uh, but I think somewhere in that week. Uh, Charles... Out of everything that's been confirmed and rumored for Clone Wars Season 7, what are you looking forward to the most? Mm. Um, The thing that I'm looking forward to the most? God, that's so difficult. I mean, seeing Ahsoka again is definitely up there, um, if not number one. But I think just kind of 
the the feeling of of coming home and hearing these mm-hmm. voice actors that we've spent so much time with and getting more of a story that we necessarily weren't promised. Totally. Um, I I would love anything involving Ahsoka. So so excited to see her. Excited to see the reveal of the th- of the three thirty second. Be like Ahsoka Squadron with her and Rex. Um, yeah. I'm I'm gonna be a blubbery mess, and I can't wait to be a blubbery mess with you on Bounty Hunt. So stay tuned for that. Uh, also, we might do a, a little Clone Wars recap beforehand, either on Bounty Hunt or here on the Living Force. Uh, so if you'd like that kind of episode, I know we're usually a book comic uh, centric show. If you want us to take a whole episode and talk about the Clone Wars, kind of getting you prepped for season seven. Let us know because we serve at your whim, really. Like, we have no power here. No, we Except are for... we are the the Masameda to the true Senate, which is our listening audience. Exactly. Long may you reign. Last couple things to bring you up on the Utini updates. We got a new episode of Legends Look Back released this past week. Uh Jared, Freddie, and Andrew over there talked about Republic Commando Hard Contact. I do believe they're going through that whole series on that show. Again, a Patreon-exclusive podcast. So if you love those old Mando books uh, with uh, Clone Commandos and some of that Mandalorian lore, you got to listen. Yeah. Now, I I missed those books when they came out. Were you a Republic Commando fan, Charles? I wasn't. You know, I, I actually have to admit I have not yet listened to the episode yet I listened up until they started doing spoilers because I have the first book I have hard contact here on my shelf and uh and I'm still really looking forward to reading it but those guys over there at Legends Look Back they are doing a fantastic job they've really actually upped the quality of the show in just a few episodes they're doing a lot better than we were doing a few episodes in (laughs) So definitely, if you guys are interested in Legends books, which you probably are if you're listening to this podcast, go and check them out. No question. Uh, And speaking of other books, other teases, right? Legends Look Back is going to do the whole Republic Commando series. Mm -hmm. Folks, you asked for it. You begged for it. And some of you paid for it. (laughs) So without further ado, we are announcing the Queen's Shadow Roundtable. That's right. E.K. Johnston's Padme book will get a second life here on the Living Force podcast coming tentatively recording because this isn't in stone depending on our schedules. Maybe January 20th for part one and January 28th, which gives you guys, if you're listening to the audio, you have about two weeks or so to read that book, which you can easily do. Oh, yeah. Um, And if you want to tune in live, just a little less than that. But if you've listened to our roundtables before, you know what we're going to do. We're going to dive into the characters. We're going to dive into the major themes. We're going to dive into the overarching questions. And I can't wait. Uh, this is our first thing that really you've demanded. So it's coming last two weeks of January. Get ready. <laughs> yeah, and just a reminder to everyone that the last time we tried to discuss Queen Shadow on this show, everything, literally everything shut down, technologically speaking. And we lost like six hours or so of audio so we do refer to it as the curse of the queen's shadow and we are hoping to avoid that this time around so be careful if you do tune in for those episodes absolutely uh so if that happens to be our last episode so be it we'll go out in a blaze of glory all right so on that note i'm gonna do a quick patreon read here again putting stuff early in the show if you want access to Bounty Hunt. If you want access to Legends Look Back, possibly our Clone Wars recap, join us over at Patreon for exclusive content every single month. For just two bucks, you can join our Jedi Initiate level where you get early access to episodes of this very show. And for five bucks a month, you'll become a Guardian of the Wills where you'll receive extra shows every single month, including the aforementioned Legends Look Back and Bounty Hunt. We'd love to have you over there. All right. Charles, 2019 was a great year for Star Wars Publishing. It was. One of the best, I would say. What do you personally think was the best thing? You know what? Even outside of publishing, what was the best thing about Star Wars in 2019? What do you think? It was a good year for us. Oh, I, you know, any year that a new movie is coming out, just the hype in that time period leading up to it is so much fun. Just like waiting for the little snippets of of like uh, TV ads and the trailers when they drop and just freaking out with everyone collectively and and 
you know, breaking down every second of footage that you see, it, you can't recreate that. And there's always this mm-hmm. unique time period in a couple of months leading up to even to a few weeks after to about where we are on the actual release of the movie. It's just, I can't even put it into words how much fun it is, regardless of your feeling on the film itself to just experience that community and to feel like that palpable excitement, even in the the just general culture about what's coming is a ton of fun. So I probably would have to go with that, the lead up to the rise of Skywalker. What about you? Yeah. yeah, it's tough to top that man. I mean that first, that trailer, the last trailer, you know, the, or I guess the first full trailer for the rise of Skywalker, um, or maybe I don't, I don't remember what they called it. The final, the first, whatever it was, the the real trailer, you know what I'm talking about where we broke it down on this yeah. show. And I, I mean, yeah. I, I've never cried for a trailer before and that, but got me so hard. Like this, the, the, the statement of the saga will end. The story lives forever. Like mm-hmm. kind of really hit home on, wow, it, it does. And I think that's why the discourse about the movie has been so interesting because again, love it, hate it, feel however you do about it. Star Wars is so much bigger than any single story. And I think 2019 exemplified that more than ever. Like any piece of media that you don't like, it's fine. Cause there's so much more coming down the pipeline and it's not oversaturating, it's enriching. Um, but I'm also going to point out uh, maybe the best thing about Star Wars in 2019 was the moment you and McGregor just said yes. Oh, God, I know. Because <laughs> it, was, it was in the middle of like, oh, the Mandalorian trailer dropped. Wait, wait. <laughs> and then they brought you and out. Uh, so I think just all the reveals are so great. We're living at a time where there's more Star Wars reveals than ever before. And just the anticipation and the payoff is so fun because it's a pageant, man. Like they really amp it up at those events. Yeah. They're not messing around. Disney knows how to promote and how to hype. And we've got a lot of big projects coming. So there's plenty more of that. Absolutely. We'll get to those in the second half of the show. But before we do a couple other questions about our past year, Charles, what for you was the biggest surprise of the year, like something that you maybe weren't super excited for, but you ended up loving or really kind of knocked your socks off. Biggest surprise. I think for me, hands down would have to be the audio drama Dooku Jedi lost. Uh, great. I mean, I didn't, I don't recall when they announced it and really when I knew for, you know, first knew that it was going to be a thing. But uh, I, I know that even when I heard it, I was just, I was intrigued, but I, I wasn't really expecting to love it necessarily. And by the time I got through that audio drama, I mean, I was blown away and you can go back and listen to our top five uh, books or top five projects from 2019 episode. And I think it was on everyone's, if I remember correctly, it was definitely high for you and me. I think Corey had it as well. So yeah, um, yeah, that, that really came out of left field for me and, and blew me away. And I'm going to have a lot of fun going back and listening to it again, I think sometime this year. For sure. Uh, Dooku was also a a huge, you know, a huge thing for me, but for something that surprised me more than I ever thought possible, uh, it was missing fables. You know, you're talking about yeah. our top five episode that was on there for a couple of us as well. Um, Star Wars missed in fables. Not only was a great Star Wars book and introduced me to a new author and a new style, but it kind of changed how I thought about storytelling going forward. Like I now am so excited for every kind of story that exists. Like I wouldn't have read this quote unquote children's fairy tale book beforehand but it it blew me away and and I haven't stopped thinking about it to the point where we're going to start talking about its sequel uh coming up on this show that when that got announced I was surprised at how excited I was yeah um out of all the announcements you know yeah and it's it's easier to get excited about some of these projects when you know about their creators as well and getting to talk to George Mann uh, this past year and, and hearing him talk firsthand about how he approached those stories and to feel his excitement about creating those kind of stories was fantastic. He was one of my favorite guests that we've had. Yeah. Uh, and, and we are definitely hoping to get him back on uh, when Dark Legends comes out. Yes. So you bet those emails are flying, folks. Lastly, before 2019, before we leave it 
behind us, before we put it on the back burner and let it fall into the last decade, what exceeded some already high expectations? Like, what what did we know was going to be good, but, oh my god, how is it even better? Mm. Well, you know, there are a few directions I could go with that, uh, but I think I'm actually going to choose the one episode... Or the, or the one issue, rather, of The Rise of Kylo Ren that we've gotten. Ooh, um, great yeah, idea. Yeah, I I knew it was going to be good as soon as I saw the, the announcement for it. But, I mean, the first issue, there's so much in there. And mm-hmm. a lot of times I'll read comics and, quite honestly, I'll get to the end and I'll be like, you know, I felt like there wasn't a ton of substance in there. But this first issue, there was a lot. And I am really looking forward to the rest of these um, so that's that's probably what I'm gonna go with. Great one. Uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, I mean, I could say the Mandalorian um, mm-hmm. as a whole was up there. Um, I agree with Kylo Ren. I think I'm gonna go way back to the beginning of the year and say Master and Apprentice. I think that good answer. That was a book that, like, I mean, we we couldn't have hyped it up anymore in our minds. This is, it was Claudia Gray. Uh, the queen of everything, doing young Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, who are some amazing characters. Like, it was so hyped up, and somehow it even went above that. Um, it did. And I think that, uh, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, it, it, it made her next project even higher in our estimation. Uh, so whenever that Project Luminous News comes out, uh, you better believe we're going to be uh, expecting great, great great things yeah it really set the stage for 2019 when that dropped i mean we knew that good stuff was coming oh yeah and and these products we're going to talk about here in a second are hopefully going to do the same thing but if you're looking to buy either master and apprentice uh rise of kylo ren honestly any book or anything and you want to help support us on this show you can look that book up on utini.com every single book profile has an amazon link if you click on through to that we'll get a couple cents from your purchase to help keep the lights on around here and you get one of the best books of the year. So I think everybody wins. All right, my friends. We are going to dive into all the major releases or major novels and comics that are coming out in 2020 here in just a sec. But before we do, we're going to take a quick break to hear from a member of our Utini community. And when we come back, this is 2020. See you in a bit. Hey, guys. Corey here. You may have heard this story before, but I want to tell you how I started Utini. When I was in medical school, I was on my psychiatry rotation and I had a lot of free time and I really wanted to find some way to make a little extra money. So I started thinking about all the things that I'm good at and the really one thing that stood out more than anything is Star Wars books. Now I've read Star Wars books since I was a kid um, and I've read a lot of them, probably two or three hundred by now. And I've always had trouble explaining to people how to get started in the first place. That's really how Utini was born. We actually physically packed the books into boxes like a subscription box service, and we sold them through our website for a long time, about a year and a half. It was just me and my wife doing it for a long time, and I'll be honest, it was pretty haphazard. But then I went on another podcast, and I had a short little advertisement asking for help. This weird guy, kind of funny voice, he called me. And or at least I guess he responded to my email and I set up a call with him. He responded almost immediately. Now, when I was on the show, I didn't explicitly ask for a ton of help. I just casually dropped, yeah, I would love some help if you're interested. Shoot me an email and I gave my email address. And this guy emailed me out of nowhere literally minutes after that podcast went live. That man's name was Eric Eilerson. Now, Eric was the first person to join the team, and shortly after, a long list of folks have come and gone uh, over the years, and now we have grown what we are today. We discontinued the subscription boxes back in January of 2019, but that time in Utini history will always hold a special place in my heart. We kind of treated it like uh, beer breweries do, honestly. We'd have our friends come over, help us pack the boxes, put all that crap in boxes and bookmarks. It was a lot of fun, honestly. Um, I still have some of the stuff laying around. I could probably hook you up if you really wanted to see some of it. We have we had magazines, bookmarks. We had all kinds of crazy stuff in the boxes. It was a ton of fun. Um, Utini has grown to be something that I never really imagined it would. Um, it's huge. It's exciting. It gives me something to do on a daily basis, and honestly, it's a part-time job. Um, I wouldn't trade it, honestly, for anything else. I love it to the end of the earth, and I'm super glad that we are here where we are today. 
That's about it. That's how I started the company. Let me know if you have any questions. As always, may the force be with you. And we are back after the best clip of 2020. Hands down. I mean, I can't argue with that. <laughs> Easy. Uh, and my friends, what a year it can and hopefully will be. We have a lot of stuff coming up in 2020. So what we're going to do, we're going to go through just a list of the novels and comics that are on the docket as of now. As a reminder, as we record this January 6th at 5.08 Central Time, we have no Project Luminous news yet. So, all of this may change uh, once we get that announcement. But, for now, the novels we have coming out in 2020 are The Rise of Skywalker Expanded Edition by Ray Carson on March 3rd, Thrawn Ascendancy Chaos Rising, the first book in the new Thrawn trilogy by Timothy Zahn on May 5th, Queen's Peril, the prequel to Queen's Shadow by E.K. Johnston on May 5th, Alphabet Squadron Shadowfell, the second in the Alphabet Squadron trilogy by, Al- by Alexander Freed, June 23rd. Star Wars Dark Legends, the sequel to Myths and Fables by George Mann, July 28th. And the Clone Wars Anthology book by various authors on August 28th. Ugh. Comics-wise, as of like this month, we are going to have Star Wars relaunching by Charles Soule. The Rise of Kylo Ren continuing by Charles Soule. New Darth Vader comics starting by Greg Pak. Bounty Hunters, starting by Ethan Sachs, and Dr. Afro relaunching by Alyssa Wong. And that, God. That's a lot. I'm already winded just thinking about it. Remember when we said, I think sometime last year, that one of the problems with canon was that it didn't have a lot of, like, series books. A lot of them were, like, standalones. Yeah. I mean, this year, we have a ton of sequels coming out. We do. We do. And I remember also having conversations whenever we were first starting this podcast of like, well, how often should we do the show? Because we don't want to run out of material and this and that. And I don't think we need to worry about it, man. We are doing just fine from that perspective. I think we're solid. (laughs) Um, So uh, we here obviously are, are more focused on the novels and stuff like that than necessarily the comics, even though we do love the comics. So as opposed to discussing every novel and every comic, we're just going to talk about the novels but Charles, before we do, out of those five comic book series, I'll, I'll say four because we already got Rise of Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. and technically we got Star Wars number one, but it's going to be right. a bit longer. Which one of those makes you the most excited? Um, probably the relaunch of the Star Wars line, mm-hmm. and one because it's Charles Sewell, but uh, you know also just because it's a great time period. So now we're getting the stuff after empire and i just remember when the star wars mainline first launched you know i had a a bit of an up and down with that specific comic line but i thought when it launched that it was fantastic agreed uh the first the first maybe at least two uh maybe three volumes of it i thought were really strong and uh you know i'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of stories they have for us but obviously if I'm allowed to pick Rise of Kylo Ren, I'm going to pick that. I think we could actually have a whole episode just on that uh, series whenever it wraps up in March sometime, I think it is. Yeah, and we definitely may. I mean, the amount yeah. of lore they're going to add, I, I I can guarantee is going to be ridiculous. I can't wait to finish that out. And same with, with that new Star Wars book, uh, episode one, or wow, issue one did come out already <laughs> on New Year's Day. Um, and it's already so fun to be in that post-Empire world because we – we didn't have Luke and Leia and Lando like that trio really, you know, we see the plan at Jabba's palace, but I'm really excited to see what happens to Luke between as well to go from Luke fighting Vader to badass all dressed in black Jedi Knight. Right. So it's going to be incredible. And I'm going to jump on. He started listening. He started listening to fallout boy. That's what happened. (laughs) And and so did I, when I was a teenager, that's why I loved him. Um, but I'm also going to jump on Dr. Afra again. I, I've been on yeah. and off that book. A lot of people really love it. Um, the art hasn't always been my favorite, but I, I'm I'm always going to jump on a new relaunch. So super stoked to get that more of that character as well. All right. Our first novel of the year, though, as of this point, is going to be on March 3rd, The Rise of Skywalker, the expanded edition novelization by Ray Carson. Now, Ray Carson, yes. listeners, if that name sounds familiar, she's written a good amount of Star Wars books. Most recently, she wrote Most Wanted, uh, the prequel to Solo, a Star Wars story, which was pretty un- unanimously loved uh, by us on this show and in the Utini community. Um, 
And Charles, I want to ask you, on our big Rise of Skywalker episode, we talked about the film's pacing issues. Like it seemed mm-hmm. like a lot of stuff was crammed into too small of a of a film. It tried to do a little too much. Things got a little confusing. What do you hope this novelization does to enhance the viewing of the film or understanding of it even? Well, with any expanded edition novelization that we get, my my primary interest is going to be in those extra scenes because I think what we saw with the last Jedi expanded edition was the extra scenes that we got were pretty much the deleted scenes from the DVD yeah. and the scenes that were in the movies were pretty exact for what we saw in the movie, but it's, it's all those little extra things, the tweaked lines that add just a little bit more. Those are the things that interest me most. And especially with the rise of Skywalker, because you're absolutely right. I mean, the pacing was blistering. I think the mm-hmm. story is going to lend itself much better to the page than to the screen. And I think that as subsequent viewings of the film have increased its its esteem in my eyes, um, I, I think that reading this novel is going to do the same thing. I think I'm going to like the story a lot more, especially with Ray Carson at the helm, who has shown that she is capable of writing a fast-paced story but uh, not not letting it suffer for that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that her mastery of pace in Most Wanted is probably probably the best example of fast pace we've seen in New Canon, frankly. Uh, so I think she's a great choice for this book. I, I do wish they'd go a little Revenge of the Sith with it and really not mm-hmm. worry about using the same dialogue from the script, but, but there's no way they're going to do that. I, oh, I, eh, no, I'm going to say in it now. My, my age, prediction. Yeah. Yeah. There's in no this way. day and age, I don't think so. I don't no. think so. I, I It'll think be what's more literal. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I don't know that we'll ever get another novelization. I mean, we, I guess we won't because, I mean, depending on what movies come in the future, but I don't think we'll ever get a novelization like Revenge of the Sith again. I think with, with canon and wanting to make sure things match up as well as possible, I don't think that's probably in the cards yeah i don't think the last thing they want after the rise of skywalker is for a book that makes things murkier as to what's actually canon Um, but yeah those additional scenes i think could really help and getting inside the characters minds a bit as you can only do in novels really is really going to help especially like in some of those um minor spoilers here for rise of skywalker i guess if you haven't seen it yet um skip ahead a little bit but in some of those last scenes between like Ben and Ray where there is no dialogue um, right. and like what's going on in Ben's head as he's running in like driver does a great job emoting, but we were saying in that episode, we wish there were more scenes and dialogue between the two of them. So you can kind of get what's going on as opposed to racing to the finish. So mm-hmm. all of that could really fill that book pretty easily. And Ray Carson's even tweeted out if everything in the novelization was in the film, the film would be over three hours long. Good. I'm glad. I, I mean, I want more. That's, that's, why we want the expanded editions to begin with. Absolutely. Uh, now, on that note, we mentioned Revenge of the Sith already. Are there mm-hmm. any other film novelizations that you would like this to emulate or that you think are some of the best? Recent ones that I think are the best. The solo novelization blew me away. I really, yep. really enjoyed Great. that one. Um, and then if I was to pick another older one that wasn't, that wasn't Revenge of the Sith, I might choose The Phantom Menace, actually, uh, by Terry Brooks. I mean, it's Yep, those it's are the two beautiful. I was going to say as well. Yeah, I, well, there you go. Um, you know, I actually have not read Attack of the Clones, though, the novelization. I've heard great things. I have it here on my shelf. So that that's probably another one that a lot of people might say. But yeah, it's hard not to choose The Phantom Menace when my copy has the giant headshot of Watto on the back. It's so good and ridiculous uh but yeah that novelization- that's, that's a throwback to like one of our <laughs> earliest episodes yes. oh, i God. wish we were live i wish we were live i'm holding up my copy now for those <laughs> listening with Watto's head that is quite literally as big as mine it's <laughs> so stupid and great like that that was the final choice someone said yep that's it send it to print that's, that's the, the one, one. <laughs> uh- yeah, I mean, I would love to get something more like that. Like the fact that the Phantom Menace novelization starts with Anakin, like it's it's such a a weird moment because you're like, oh, 
this is going to be more than just the film was. It's going to give me a different point of view. And I hope that The Rise of Skywalker does that as well. So we couldn't be more stoked for it. I get, I get more excited every time I think about it because I want it to grow um, my respect for the film. And I think it can do just that. So keep your eye out uh, for March 3rd for that release. Next in the year, we have two books releasing on the same day as of now. Again, we got four months. I, I, I feel like those release dates might change. Um, but as of now... May 5th, we get the first book in a new Thrawn trilogy. Officially a trilogy this time. The The, the last three Thrawn books were kind of a trilogy. Like, maybe. <laughs> we're not saying they are. We're not it's saying a three they're book, not. It was a three-book series. Not yeah, a trilogy. Yeah. Could be a trilogy. It's totally different. Um, this one, they're literally saying, no, it's a new trilogy. It's the Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy. And this first book is called Chaos Rising. Now, we know not a whole lot about it. We, mm-hmm. We've seen the cover art, which is dope. And we know that it's going back to the Chiss Ascendancy. So this is a prequel to the new Thrawn trilogy. What do you think about that choice? I think it was the right choice. I mean, I am kind of an unapologetic lover of Thrawn, and I I really enjoyed the... So you're Aralani. You're a lover of Thrawn. Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's gonna happen! (laughs) Um, No, but I mean, I really enjoyed this last Thrawn quote-unquote trilogy that we got um i think probably out of us three i might have liked it the most and i'm I'm really looking forward to this being a prequel because i think again and i've made this point before that it is going to give zan a lot more creative freedom probably more creative freedom than he has had with the character of thrawn since he wrote the original legends thrawn trilogy and so i think we're gonna get a lot of new lore that we have always just wanted to know about i mean we're going back and talking about the chiss ascendancy what do we know about them next to nothing really and and i think we're gonna learn a whole lot more i'm looking forward to absolutely falling in love with that culture oh yeah and i think that especially in thrawn treason you could kind of see zahn at odds with he wanted to write about the chiss second sight and the third sight stuff and all the new characters but also there's imperial things and i think being able to just focus what it's as far as we know, on the Chiss stuff and maybe the Grisk too. Like, who knows? I was going to say, are um, the Grisk? And- they're they're going to be there. I'm just accepting it. Um, we'll give him a bigger sandbox. And I'm still holding out for the for the wish that it's it's a frame story. And it's like the, the prologue is Ezra asking Thrawn for the story of his people. And then the book happens. Mm. And then the epilogue is them at the campfire again or something. Like, I think that'd be cool. But I'm not holding my breath. Uh, that that is my my one wish for that trilogy. Um, out of the possibilities of Young Thrones personality, uh, Chiss like force powers, Chiss military. If you if you had to pick one thing for this first book to focus on, because it's called Chaos Rising, right? Right. What's the, what's like one major area you want it to focus on? Because I think we agree, the last Thrawn trilogy somewhat suffered when it tried to do too many things. Mm-hmm. So what's the one major focus you'd like to see? I just, I want to see what makes Thrawn special. You know, I think I know that when I'm comparing him to Imperials and, and to the humans and aliens that we see him interact with once he is already a, a Grand Admiral. But I want to see how he differs from what is the norm in Chiss culture and in Chiss military in particular and i think that understanding that and having a better idea of his origin and where he's coming from is gonna be able to give us a better appreciation of the character once he is in the empire oh yeah like what if he sucks what if he's actually just a really average chiss he might be (laughs) he might be the janitor there like finn was on star killer i mean we don't know sanitation like (laughs) amazing uh, well, I'm very much looking forward to Zong getting back in his playground and a nice reset for the character of Thrawn. Again, May 5th, that's coming out. And potentially on that same day, we are going to get the young adult novel Queen's Peril by E.K. Johnston. So as we mentioned that's at the no top... Revenge of the Fifth. Revenge of the Fifth, man. Ooh. In Queen's Peril, I'm telling you. Okay, yeah. Man, that could be it. It's, it's May the 4th week, so... Yeah, I mean, then the que- that begs the question: Why not on May the fourth? But yeah, I think it might just be book publishing days, but still, 
All right. Okay. You know what? No, that makes sense. I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, so Queen's Peril is going to be, again, similar to Thrawn, a prequel to Queen's Shadow. Yep. Um, we're going – it seems like right around the time Padme got into office, um, it, it's kind of seen the Handmaidens form their little crew. Um, initial thoughts. What do you think? You know, I'm excited. And it, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Listeners, I know. a legit smile. There's a twinkle in I the know. eye. I mean, you guys don't know yet, I guess, the the listening audience, because Eric and I know each other's thoughts on this book very, very well. Because, like I said, we we had an entire roundtable twice and lost all the audio. But you know what? It's still up here. Yep, it's yep, still yep. in my brain, Eric. And um, I was not the biggest fan of the book the first time around, but I will say that I am having a lot of fun. I've just finished part one of, oh, you're ahead of Queen's me? Shadow. Yeah, and... And I've enjoyed it more this time around, and I don't know exactly why that is, but we can get into that on our actual roundtable. But it makes me excited for for Queen's Peril. Um, I think that a lot of care went into Queen's Shadow from E.K. Johnson, and there are a lot of references and just very small details that line up very well with like the Clone Wars and things that we saw in the movies. Mm-hmm. And so I can only imagine that she's going to craft another story with the same amount of care. Oh, yeah, no question. I, I'm I'm also really excited to see the handmaidens before they were handmaidens, you know, like they all, they all took different names as Padme became ruler in deference to her. So do we get to know their original names? Do we get to see kind of how the squad got built? I mean, you know me, I love seeing characters when they're younger and failing. Like that's what, that was a cool thing about the first Thrawn book to me. We got to see him fail. So do they yeah. screw up a mission and does, you know, what happens there? And, and more Sabe, honestly, that, that's what I'm getting at. I want more Sabe. I always want more Sabe. Uh, Sabe is the only one that I can keep straight from anyone else. She's very important. So. She's the most beloved. However, one sad thing. I know we're not going to get any Bail Organa because they meet in Queen's Shadow. So, oh, no. No Bail. So why, well, why guess, even read it? I guess no Bail. We're not going to have any Mon Mothma. We're not going to have really any of those people. I don't know where this story is Bunch going. Bunch of new stuff. Yeah. I mean, a that's bunch the point. of new stuff. Now let's try it. That was a bad Naboo joke. What? Didn't work though. Naboo. <laughs> Matt, do not cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Uh, so I was gonna then ask you on this outline, what's your favorite handmaiden? But Asabe is the only one you can it's remember. Asabe. I think she's going it's, for it. It's Sabe. No, my favorite handmaiden is the one random one from uh, from the Clone Wars, whose name didn't end in. Uh, oh yeah, the one a. who didn't respect Padme yeah. to change her goddamn name. Yeah, the only one. That's why. That's why she's my favorite one, man. She uh, she chose her own path. All right, I'll I'll give an honorable mention to Sake as well, or Sache. I forgot how to say it. Uh, but she's, she's the like, youngest. She's yeah, the she's youngest the youngest one, and right? got like tortured to shit and stuff. She has like yeah. all those scars and stuff because she's like wouldn't give up any info. That's um, right. Do you think that there was ever a time when – I mean, obviously, we have no idea how these books get made. We have no idea that the conversations that went into it. Do you think it was ever considered as a sequel rather than a prequel? Oh, and- I, I, I definitely do. And I don't want to spoil it, but there's an epilogue at the end of Queen's Shadow that seems to set up a sequel very well. Yes, it uh, does. <laughs> now, the difficult part about that is – you know, spoiler alert: Padme dies in in <laughs> the story of Star Wars, right. and um, in so if you move past that time period, you lose a bit of the draw for the people that are coming specifically for Padme. And there's a very big, yeah, there's there's a very big portion of fandom who are just diehard Padme fans, and we definitely have some of them in our community as well. And so I think that's probably why they went for a prequel. And also, I think one of the strengths of Queen Shadow in and of itself is it shows a it's another good example of a young female character who's a very strong protagonist. And, you know, I think it's moving even younger and and maybe we're just going to get that idea pushed even more, you know, that it doesn't your gender doesn't matter. Your age doesn't matter. It's you know, you're you're capable of what you put your mind to. And I think we might see that addressed some more in Queen's Peril. Yeah, love that. We we cannot wait. Uh, that will be getting, of course, not not only because of patrons, but just because it's what we do. It will be getting the full roundtable treatment as well as the rest of these books when it comes out in May. Yeah. Second half of the rundown now. We have my personal uh, kind of most excited book coming out 
uh, Alphabet Squadron Shadowfall by Alexander Freed, the sequel to last yeah. year's Alphabet Squadron. Um, man, I'm, I'm so stoked. I, I, I could not be more excited for this book. Alphabet Squadron ended on such a great cliffhanger. Um, I wrote it in the outline, but I'm deciding if you haven't read that book, because some people haven't, do it. I'm not going to spoil the end of it for you, but for it sure. sets up a really sweet uh, ending um, for that book and a really sweet beginning for Shadowfall where they could go with it. Um, but Charles, I think the big difference with Shadowfall versus the original Alphabet Squadron is going to be we are entering this book with the team already formed, right? Mm-hmm. So like we're in, we're, it's, we're in Empire Strikes Back. We, we already have the team. We already know what's going on. How does that change what this book might have versus what Alphabet Squadron had to do last year? I think that it's going to be more... I'm, I guess I shouldn't say it's going to be plot-focused rather than character-focused because the character exploration in the first book was like paramount for the success of the story. You really have to yes. buy into the characters and watch them evolve. But there will be more time for the plot. And I think that the book is going to succeed for that reason. Some people, actually a lot of people's biggest problem with uh, the original Alphabet Squadron novel was how long it felt to get the plot moving because you spent so much time meeting the characters and and forming the team itself and while that's a that's a fair criticism once that team was assembled I mean it was just a really enjoyable read and so getting to start from page one there and and have an entire novel dedicated just to what is this team up to and what's going on with with keys and and everyone else, I mean, mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be really good. Oh yeah, and and I think that being the second novel in a trilogy, you know, we know there's a third one coming, but I think they can go darker. I think they can go. Oh, they will a little deeper with it and really leave us on probably a pretty harrowing note. Um, yeah, I think the only responsibility I would really um, hope that Freed undertakes, and I, I bet he will, is the responsibility of still creating a full story right like it does, so it doesn't mm-hmm. feel just like the filler of a sandwich um and i think it will i think that we're gonna see the team at its at the height of its power they're gonna get knocked down decimated um i mean yeah, I would will be... arc is gonna die oh god just just, just <laughs> the sentence alone um i, I he can't be make it home eric no he i don't think he can make it home that's for sure um but i still i, I think we might lose someone in this book um i'm excited to get yeah. more hera uh, I want more of her stories, you know. So after that ghost tease in Rise of Skywalker, I, I need actual Hera, okay? Like, I need more of her story. Yeah. So really can't wait for that one. And I think if you – again, if you didn't read the original Alphabet Squadron, definitely pick it up. If you don't want to read the entire book, we did a two-part roundtable on it last year. Go ahead listen to that. We'll catch you up on everything you got to know for when Shadowfall comes out in June on June 23rd. A great summer read for everyone. Now – to go to the spooky side of Star Wars, mm. we are going to get another Myths and Fables book, my friends. Star Wars Dark Legends, or as we call it, Siths and Fables, um, yeah. by George Mann, um, coming out. As of now, the release date says July 28th. I feel like that might be a bit early. but October. Hey, it's, I feel like it's got to come out around Halloween. That's what I would think. So that might get pushed. But regardless, we are getting more. And, man, I did not... I didn't realistically think this was going to happen. When it, when Myths and Fables came out, we talked about how how much of a good idea it would be to continue, how the anthology nature of the book l- would lend itself to that. But I didn't think we'd get one in less than a year. I mean, this is a fast turnaround. Yeah, I, you know, I a lot of times only really see the reaction to books within our community and I don't necessarily go out of my way to like Google reviews and things from people outside of the Utini crew and the Living Force audience. But uh, I have to imagine that the overall reception of this book was really positive. I know it was within our community, and mm-hmm. I think that that's probably why they're already cranking these out. And when we had um, George Mann on the show, he mentioned then that he had a ton of stories that yeah. he wrote that just didn't actually get into the first one. So he probably had half of another book already written by the time they published Myths and Fables. Yeah, and speaking of that, this year, uh, if you are going to Galaxy's Edge, listeners, as a lot of us on the team are going to at some point this year, they will be releasing a Galaxy's Edge exclusive edition of Myths and Fables with a new cover to make it look like a book you'd find on Batu. It'll have the original nine stories with an additional six stories. 
Like, yeah, that's that, incredible. That's over 50% more story. Yeah. I, you know, there's so many things that I want to do when I go to Galaxy's Edge. I want to make a lightsaber, all these things. But genuinely, that edition of Missing Fables is very, very high up on my list of things that I have to bring home when I get there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you better believe um, once we get that, we'll, we'll fill you guys in about it. Um, again, I don't know how the how the online resale market's going to go. I know, like, the Galaxy's Edge stuff, they've, they've been pretty good at keeping that merch in the park. Um, yeah. Between people, one, not wanting to resell it, um, but also just, um, you know, respecting the code and all that. So if you're heading to Galaxy's Edge, they didn't give an exact release date. I tweeted at George Mann about it. Uh, he responded because he's lovely and said he didn't know either. Uh, but as soon as we have a release date for that edition, we'll let you know so that you can check it out on your next trip to Batu. Um, on that note, for Dark Legends, however, these are all going to be the spooky dark side stories, kind of like um, like the Sith statue uh, story that we got in Myths yeah. and Fables. What kind of eras would be fun to see? Because we, we bounced around a lot in time in Myths and Fables. What do you think would lend itself best to this? Well, when it comes to if we're doing, you know, really Sis and Fables, and I know it's not the actual name of the book, but older it stories, <laughs> it is now. Uh, yeah, older stories lend themselves to that more, I would say, uh, because you could go way back when, you could go Old Republic, you could go to the time periods when they were legions of Sith, yeah. I guess. But, I mean, George Mann showed us that you can make these stories in any era. So I think that we will see a sprinkling of PTOT, uh, ST time periods um, because why not? And and these stories are incredibly versatile. I think that you could have an entire just series of this kind of a book because there are really no rules and and it's not super stringent in terms of this really happened and this didn't really happen. Like it's just fun. Yeah, and in in the first book we got legends that were kind of homages to obi-wan's story we got vader as a boogeyman is there any single character you'd really love like to get that kind of treatment where they're never named but it's heavily implied that this recognizable character is coming into this horror story oh i'm on the spot here but the first thing that came to mind was i would love to get like a uh, Savage Press Frankenstein type of oh! legend. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Because so, Savage is, is truly a, a horrifying creature. He is Frankenstein. You know? I mean, he is, he is literally. He, well, Frankenstein's monster. Um, what What about you? Is there someone that you really want to see? Uh, Savage. Savage is a great one. Um, my my mind actually originally went to Asajj Ventress. I think there could yeah. be a cool, like. The, the the witch woman in the night that is gonna come mm-hmm. kill you and in like cooking children kind of thing like with the night sisters like that that writes itself um i think there be, there could be something fun about maul on the trash planet like being like the voice you hear in the tunnels like maybe some kids daring each other to go in to find the spider-man like you know yeah like um, that episode of uh of vader's castle or yes! retu- was it return to vader's castle yeah the issue yeah, yeah. um Probably, honestly, probably why I thought of it, uh, but yeah. I'm I'm sure that there's gonna be so many cool, really freaking scary stories. I I plan on reading that in the dark in my bed with a flashlight. It's gonna be it's go. gonna be great. <laughs> Sheets over the head. That's right. This is the way George intended. I'm sure. <laughs> um, now to round us off with with the uh, the books come out next year. This one is apparently more of like a middle grade novel book, but. I want to put it on because it's got a lot of great authors we love, and that's the Clone Wars anthology book. Um, I don't know if it'll just be called Star Wars, the Clone Wars, or whatever it is, because it's not coming out until August 28th, so it's got a while to become official. But it's got a bunch of great authors writing little short stories about the Clone Wars, including Rebecca Roanhorse, who has revealed that she is going to be writing a Darth Maul story. And each of these stories is kind of intended to introduce younger folks to the clone wars i'm assuming so they'll read these stories and be like oh wait there's a tv show that's all about these characters great let's watch it on disney plus you know so we know rebecca's doing a mall story what are some other clone mm-hmm. wars characters you think you'd like to see that could have good like concise stories um <clears throat> you ready for this one uh- tara sanube yes that's, oh my <laughs> that's God. where i'm going i love terrence um so yeah let me get a story about him i mean 
I could throw out the major characters that you would probably expect to be in this book. Ahsoka, Rex, characters of that nature. Um, but I would love to see some of those characters that were kind of more in the background. Yeah. Um, that might entice you to dive a little bit deeper into this material. Man, Sanube, that's a great yeah. one. Um, I mean, I'm going to keep it on brand, and I'm not going to go Ahsoka or Rex either, but I'm going to say I want uh, Plo Koon and Bill Organa. Like, yes. Come on. Those guys would be great. More so Plo Koon probably in this kind of story. Um, but get him in, in the wolf pack flying around. I think that would be that'd be awesome. And he's in like the Absolutely. first couple episodes. So I think that would be really great. Um, do you think that, to round off this conversation, do you think it works to have book going towards TV show for younger re- readers? Because I, fe- I feel like more often than not, they're going to go TV or honestly YouTube to book. Do you think it can work in this direction? Maybe. You know, I'm probably not the best person to ask because I haven't done it. I don't have kids, you know, so I haven't tried to do this. But there are a lot of people in our Discord who have talked about doing this. I know they have, like, those little, uh, what are they called, like, the golden books? Yeah, the golden Um, books, yeah. Yeah, those, it sounds like those have been pretty successful in, in doing that. And just having those stories that are a little bit, not not dumbed down, but just uh, a lot simpler, a lot simpler mm-hmm. in their presentation um, that you can get through in a matter of five to 10 minutes. I imagine that that is successful for a lot of the younger, uh, younger fans as compared to like a 25, 30 minute TV episode when there's a right. lot going on and those kind of things. So I, I imagine it could work. Yeah, that's a great point. And maybe this is going to be something that like they have at a book. I don't know if they still have book fairs showing our age here. Uh, but like I imagine, oh my god, if, if the Scholastic was, Book Fair. Yes, like if this was something I saw at the book fair, just with Star Wars and this helmet. I'd be like, "What is that?" Like, yo, that even cool. if you didn't like to read, the book fair was the greatest day. It was of the school. best day, and they like sold toys oh and god. stuff there too. Like the book fair was dope, and if you like saved up some money or you had like credit, you could use the book fair. You were the coolest kid in the world. Like when I when I was in elementary school, our cafeteria was our gym, so. They would go down there and move everything to the side, and the book fair would just appear one day, and then the next day it was gone. It was like a it was like a disappearing circus. I loved it. It was like it was like the best three days of any school year was like book fair, field day, yep, and then like the last day of school because it's summertime. Yeah, man. Oh god. So if if you had kids going to book fair, keep an eye out for the Clone Wars <laughs> anthology series. Or if you are a kid going to book fair, what's up? Uh, welcome to the podcast. We're sorry for everything we've said. Uh, go to Book Fair. Get the Clone Wars Anthology when it drops in late August. Oh, uh, man. So a little quick content update for these things we've talked about. Our typical roundtables, right? Our two-part roundtable episodes we will be doing, I think we can announce, Rise of Skywalker Expanded Edition, I think. Uh, yep. Thrawn Ascendancy Chaos Rising. Queen's Peril. Alphabet Squadron Shadowfall. And that might be it. Um, Star Wars Dark Legends will definitely cover in an episode. I don't know if we'll go two-part because of the anthological nature. Same with the Clone Wars anthology. Um, But we'll definitely be mentioning them, going over them. Uh, And again, if you want all the the pre-orders for, I think all of these are live right now. Um, If you go to utini.com, in the search, just look up the book. And in the search results, it'll have the book's title and it'll say complete book book details click on it hit that amazon link and make sure you pre-order all these books so you get them day of release so you can follow along every time there's a new book we'll create a new channel in our discord over at utini.com slash discord where people can chat about the book um and that's really been such a fun thing for me because reading can be such a solitary experience especially on like book release day and everyone at work is like what do you mean i don't care (laughs) so um We'll be hyped up for all these release dates, even if they change. Um, but Charles, if you had to pick one out of those things, I know it might it might not have changed, but out of everything we just talked about, what are you looking forward to? Of the novels? Of the novels only. Oh, of the novels. Um, right now, I, I guess I'm going to have to go with Rise of Skywalker. Just, I think there's so much opportunity to expand on that story and i have so much faith in ray carson most wanted really was probably the 
most surprising, in a good way, novel that I have read in in Star Wars canon since Disney yeah. took over. I mean, honest to goodness. So um, I probably have to choose that one. What about you? Um, I'm going to switch it up and say uh, the more we talk about it, the more I can't wait for Queen's Peril, honestly. I, I, of course. I, I want to see where they go. I want to see um, – I want more Padme. I want to see uh, kind of what happened before and how it still had stakes because prequels are notoriously hard to write because you know that certain characters are going to be okay. So I want to see – you know, I want to see the band get together. I want to see how the handmaidens kind of form up. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Man, it's going to be a good year, 2020. We got all this. We got the Clone Wars coming out next month. We got the Mandalorian Season 2 coming out in the fall. We got announcements this month at some point about Project Luminous. We got announcements coming about the next Star Wars movie, I think, sometime this month. Um, We're going to have probably trailers for the Cassian show eventually. Obi-Wan, like... So much stuff happening in 2020, guys, and we're only like five, six days in. Yeah. I can't wait. And we will be here every step of the way, and we hope that all of you will be as well. Absolutely. And before I go to the last parts of the intro, another reminder, um, if you can, uh, go online and look up some stuff about uh, the Australian Royal Fire Brigades. If you can give anything, $5, $1, $10, $20, to help out these people that are literally fighting for the planet at this point, in the most literal sense of the word, um, any dollar helps, um, especially for people that listen to this very podcast. So please, please head on over there. Um, and after you've done that, go buy some books and jump right back into the conversation. <laughs> and my friends, that will do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. Again, if you are new, don't forget to subscribe to this show if you liked it, wherever you get your podcasts, and tune in every week to hear us at Utini talk about the Star Wars Expanded Universe. We told you how to get some books, but... If you want something to show your love for this podcast, head over to TeePublic, where our first wave of t-shirt designs is now live. Or you can head over to Patreon.com slash Utini, where you can find all of our tiers with all of our bonuses. A special thank you to Adam Dyson and Patrick Ortiz, who are on our Jedi High Council, and Timothy Dunlap on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support of the show. If you want your thoughts on this show, email us at livingforcepod at Utini.com. Tweet at us at LivingForcePod or join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com slash discord. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. And Charles is at C. Henkel. Special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Freddy, and our producer, Wes. Oh, no. I messed it up. Oh, my gosh. Our amazing editor, Matt Davenport, Freddy, our producer, and Wes, our community <laughs> manager. Someone messed up my outline. Thank you to Charles for podcasting with me. Corey, hope you feel better, buddy. And to the rest of you, May the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars fan code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the Force be with you. What if everything came with a free Star Wars audiobook from Audible? Like at the cantina. I'll take a half-calf spotchka, light whip. Here's your free audiobook download for Master and Apprentice from Audible. Or getting your Podracer serviced. My Podracer needs upgrades to the coupling and stabilizer. And here's your free audiobook download for Resistance Reborn from Audible. Life in the galaxy doesn't work that way. But there is one place you can go where you can get a free Star Wars audiobook from Audible. And that's utini.com slash audible. Click the Audible logo and start your 30-day free trial, which includes a free audiobook download. So visit utini.com slash audible and get your free Star Wars audiobook download today.